You are listening to the All County All Stars podcast, a show featuring franchise success stories in property management. Thinking about starting your own business and considering property management? Hear how our franchisees have partnered with All County to overcome obstacles and open flourishing franchises across the United States. Welcome to the All County All Stars podcast. This is your host, Tanya Salseth. And today I'm super excited to bring you Sue Ferreira. And Sue has a very interesting background. And she's been an all-county franchisee for quite a while. She owns the all-county Tampa Bay office. And as of today, the day we are recording, a second office. But before we get all the way over there, Sue, welcome to the show. So glad to have you. Thank you, Tanya. It's a pleasure. Likewise. So you have a very interesting background. And part of the fun of interviewing the franchisees is actually learning more about where they started before they came to all-county. What were you doing? I was a show host at Home Shopping Network for many, many, many years. No way! What did you sell? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pardon me? What did you sell on TV? Uh, Well, in the beginning, it was a little bit of everything. Um, Crazy stuff. I started when the company just went national, so it was an interesting time in television. Uh, Television has changed a lot over the years. I mean, this was before they even had wireless mics and IFBs and things like that, so you were tethered to a table and... Uh, it was it was fun. I eventually became the the uh, cooking guru uh, and the garden girl. Oh so no those way! Were my two, yeah, those were my two kind of niches for for home shopping. Then I left home shopping in 2000 and became an on air guest. And then I repped product lines and did some infomercials and things like that. Um, and then I dabbled in the mortgage world and uh, for a couple of years. And then I got into this. <laughs> it, it, it does seem not like a straight trajectory there. So like TV it, show it host and then property yeah. management franchising. I know, I know. So I, I came into this business kicking and screaming. My husband, <laughs> my husband Han, who he sells the franchises mm-hmm. and um, a little bit of nepotism. My sister is the CEO and the owner of the, of the franchise. And um, he was selling these franchises and he's like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. I'm like, no, we, we, we no, really we don't. don't. I'm not <laughs> working for my sister. I have no interest in property management. I don't know anything about it, but anything I do know about it, I don't like. Just don't want to do it. And here I am. I was just going to say, and yet here you are. And, and not only that, but like 13 or 14 years later, here you are still doing it. I know, it, right? right? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a strange dynamic. But I will tell you that for me, because I'm like, you know, all over the place, ADD, I'm like, oh, look at the shiny object. I can I'm relate. People that can't <laughs> sit still for any length of time. Yep. This is a great job for that because no two days are the same. Everything changes. You're always doing something different. It may be an object that you don't want to go near and maybe it's something that appeals to you and you want to find out more about. But there's constantly changes every day. Yes, I agree that it is... Uh... Real estate in general is not a boring business, but especially property management, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you work yeah. with so many different types of people. Mm-hmm. Just when you think you've seen it all. Something new happens. You're like, oh, that's, um, that is new. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. So was Han working uh, with the franchise first then? And then you sort of yeah. came around and how did he convince you or did he? Because so you, you said kicking um, and screaming. So I just kept saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And he's like, but it's a business. It's a residual income. This is what you want. And I'm like, no, this is what you want. This is not what I want. (laughs) And he's like, but residual income. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Because, you know, when I was um, 
when I was repping products, that's kind of like moonlighting. Mm -hmm. And you never know when you're going to do another one. Right. You know, with infomercials, if they don't roll out, you don't get paid any more money. True. So, you know, um, so I said, okay, I'll take a look at it. And then when I said, I'll take a look at it, I was in class a week later oh. doing the training. Oh my. So, yeah. So it was kind of like, yeah, sure. This, this may be the end of our marriage. <laughs> Not sure. So, uh, we opened the office. I had no clue. So back when we opened the office, the, the franchise was still very, very young. And so I was kind of uncertain as to everything I could do. And I didn't really want to call my sister because that felt weird. Yeah, I could imagine. And I wanted to do it on my own and be independent. Uh -huh. And I just took off running. And I think I picked up like 160 some units my first year. Woo, um, excellent. Thanks, but. I mean, it's just, that's what you can do is really what I'm saying. And it was just a different, it, it just was all of a sudden it was fun to me because I had this huge challenge in front of me. I wasn't exactly sure what I was doing, but I was doing it. And I, you know, I, I really wanted to make it work. And I also, you know, that whole residual income thing was so interesting to me. And I will point out for our listeners who are considering a property management franchise that like, 160 units is possible in the first year, right? I mean, this is my first year as a franchisee. And if you put in the work, you can get the business. The key is putting in the work, right? You're exactly right. So I can tell you now with all the training that you have in franchise and the franchise support and everything else, oh, there's offices kicking my butt. Mm -hmm. That did so much more and it picked up so much more in their first year. I, I, it's just, it's so, to me, it's so exciting because it, everybody, and I learned so much from some of the new franchisees, you know, because everybody does things a little bit different and styles a little bit different and, and, you know, the stories are really interesting. So they are, we, we have enjoyed um, talking to lots of different franchisees on the show because they all come from different backgrounds, right? And yeah, they all yeah. have managed to use the franchise model to become successful and achieve what they are looking for with the business with, as you said, residual income. Yeah. So you, you start 13, 14 years ago, roughly speaking. And then how has your business adapted over the last decade plus? I mean, I, you've seen a lot of uh, real estate market cycles. You've probably been through some employees. What words of advice would you have for somebody getting into the business and just starting and or somebody who, you know, might be uh, working on their own property management um, company and then wants to partner with a franchise? What, what words of wisdom would you have for these people? I think, um, I think the first thing I would say is take it slow. I know everybody wants to jump in and set the world on fire. <laughs> I jumped you in. Set yourself on fire too. <laughs> and you know, I, I ended up getting rid of a lot of properties that I didn't want that I should have never picked up in the first place. And I'm not saying you shouldn't pick up everything when you first start, cause you should. But after that first year, you need to take a really solid look at where you are and where the, the noise, I call it the noise, mm -hmm. the noises, the things that that get to you, that irritate you, that bother you, or, you know, in the pit of your stomach. And those things you need to get rid of. And, and you can't take anything personal in this business. 100%, you just can't. yes. Um, it, it's just gotta be like, like water off a duck's back. You just gotta let it roll and really think about who you need and what you need and what they do and what you wanna do. And then you've gotta be super, super, super honest with yourself. What are you good at? Mm -hmm. What do you like to do? What do you not like to do? Because for me, I was trying to be jack of all trades. And I can tell you that that will blow up in your face. 
I wanted to say that I was really good at being organized. I'm a hot mess. I am always <laughs> I know this about me. At, at my age, it is not going to change. It just isn't, you know? So those things I think are really crucial. You just really need to think about who you need, what you need, and what you're good at. And this is, I think, a really great piece of advice because all of us come in with strengths and weaknesses, Absolutely. right? And I liked yeah. what you said about, you know, don't do the things that give you like that pit in your stomach feeling, right? Whether that's right. chopping a property that just does not fit with your model or your people, really. Um, and I think that, you know, that's the beauty of starting your own business. You you can make right. those decisions. You can decide what the world looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it's up to you. It's your business. And and I think sometimes we lose sight of that because I'm one of those high eye people. I want to please everybody. I want everybody to like me. Please like me. And I've learned over the years that that doesn't come into play. Mm -hmm. They may like you on the phone. They may like you for a week, but they may hate you next month. You can't take it personal. Right. You just got to put your head down and go. And you have to remember that it is your business and what, do, what makes sense. And then you really got to figure out your costs. And that's another thing that's very, very difficult. What makes sense for what you're making now? And how much money are you really making? Or are you losing money? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm overstaffed. If I'm overstaffed, is there a reason for that? What's my reason? And is it going to benefit me on the other side? Because if it isn't, then I need to do something about it. And I think those are the kind of things running a business that's a little bit difficult. I think having a mentor is so, so important. Agree completely. Um, yeah, without a mentor, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I think that that's one of the things that I didn't have in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was, oh, I can do this piece of cake. I know what I'm doing. Nobody knows better than me. Franchise would say, don't do that. <laughs> and I'd say, oh, they're not in the trenches every day. They don't know I'm going to do it anyway. And then, you know, mm -hmm. spontaneously combust. So I've probably made every mistake out there that you can make because I'm a little hard headed. Don't be hard headed. Don't listen to what people tell you in this business. And particularly when you're going through training and when you're with the franchise system, listen to what they say, because those are the ways to avoid the pitfalls. And let me tell you, those pitfalls, they hurt. Yeah. Can you give us an example, actually? Because, you know, I think on this show, we are pretty honest about, you know, it's not all rainbows and roses all of the time, right? I mean, there's some, there's going to be some difficult issues that you face in this business, like any business. Right. Um, what are, what are some of the challenges that you've had over the years? Cause I mean, you've had, you know, a decade plus of being a property management franchisee. I'm sure you've got some great stories. Oh yeah. I had an investor I was working with and, um, in the beginning, a little sketchy. I didn't think he was sketchy. Corporate was telling me he was sketchy. He was buying up properties. He initially came to me and he met with me and he said, I want to get six properties. That's all I want. Six properties of my own. He got six properties and then he got 10 properties. And then he said, well, now I have this group of investors and I'm buying properties and he's buying, 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 buying. He doesn't know what he's buying. He's in France. He's looking on Google Earth. And remember, technology was different 10 years ago mm -hmm. than it is now or 13 years ago. So he's buying all these properties and home office is saying, walk away, walk away. I'm seeing dollar signs because, you know. Yeah, you're like, hey, he's buying great. all these properties. Fantastic. Yeah, we... don't know. Well, these properties, you know, I go to look at one and there's a palm tree growing out through the middle of the um, the uh, living room. Mm -hmm. Big home ceiling. <laughs> palm tree's getting plenty of sunlight, getting water from the rain. And oh, my goodness. 
And he, was he, he, know he was buying. Was he, he just no idea. buying it because they were cheap? And he was thinking, oh. Was, well, this is when the market crashed and you saw a ton of uh, people that were losing their homes. Mm -hmm. These people are very angry. Yes. They didn't want to lose their homes. They're blaming everybody else. So you're getting cement poured down all of the toilets. The, yeah. Toilets and the sinks and everything else. Um, anything that they could do, taking all the appliances, destroying the walls, writing things on the walls about how can you take my home and really destroying the properties to the point that it is, we're talking not a thousand or five thousand. We're talking twenty thousand, mm -hmm. thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars to fix a property. Yikes. So he's buying all these properties. I'm seeing dollar signs. Wow, now we have, you know, 150 properties. Well, we only had like five rented, 10 rented, 20 rented. You know, that's how it was going because they weren't habitable. Right. And we couldn't keep up. It's and we, so much and, work and, to make them habitable. Well, it sounds it was, like it was a nightmare because I was hiring more staff to get out to these properties, to look at these properties, to figure out what had to be done and trying to find more vendors and dip up. And then, and then it finally, I realized after we had probably, I don't know, about 250 properties Ooh. under our belt with him, that it was costing me money. Yeah. Yeah. It was costing me money. And so I had to really, I had to make that hard separation. And, and of course I had a relationship with this guy. He was, you know, we loved him because he trusted us and he brought us all these properties. He wasn't in it for us. Mm -hmm. He could have cared less about us. Mm -hmm. He kept buying more and more and putting more work on us and not doing anything and thinking it was okay. I didn't see that part. All I saw were the dollar signs. Yep. Yep. Well, oh, this is going to be great. This and home office kept saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And of course we did it. Mm -hmm. So that, that cost us a lot of money, cost us a lot of time. And, you know, I didn't pay attention. I didn't keep my eye on the ball. My, my eyes were going cuckoo. So. And, you know, it's tough because, you know, especially for people who are used to reporting to like a regular W-2 job, you know, you come in and somebody tells you, here's the goals, here's the things you need to do, here's the right. structure, here's, right. a, you know, it's all spelled out for you. And suddenly as a business owner, you get put into this environment where like everyone's looking at you to make all of the decisions, right? Sure. Um, whether that's I'm allowed clients. I will tell you. Mm -hmm, I owners. I'm really not. I'm not. That's not my strength. My strength is sales. Mm-hmm. You know, I sold things that were intangible. I sold things you couldn't touch, taste, or feel. On TV, yes. Sold money. <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I was never an, a business owner. So I made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, I look, to, I, I look to other people to help me now. I've hired other people to do the things that I really stink at. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that I really stink at. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm, I'm with I'm you there. <laughs> I never will be. And I don't, I'm too old to change at this point. I mean, I... I have, I finally recognize that about myself, that I, there are certain things about me that are going to change. It's, it's in my blood. It's my, in my DNA. It's how I am. So I got to find those people that are better and stronger and I have to listen and I have to watch and, and then keep my eye on the reports. And I will tell you that with, with rent manager, the system that we use, those reports will make it or break it for you. Mm -hmm. And you have to pull them constantly. And that's something that's helped me a great deal over the years since I crashed and burned several times. <laughs> I have a little bit of road rash. <laughs> you know, no, seriously. And I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to take on when you first start. Right. So, um, yeah. because you're learning sort of the financials, you're learning actually how to do the business, right. Of like, how do you talk right. to owners? How do you talk to tenants? How do you do move-ins, move-outs, all stuff? And it's a very detailed business. There's a lot of steps in the process. And so really I think, you know, and even for myself, having had a real estate background for 10 years, 
I'm learning new things every day. And I am so glad to be partnered with a company that has done it, has seen it, has um, advice and support for me when I have a question yeah. because I get lost constantly. And I'm like, wait, what is this? Why is this doing it? Why do we do it this way? You know, because I'm one of those people that has to ask why, why? And there's an answer. Why? There's an answer. And you're like, okay, that well, makes there. sense. You know? Yeah, no, and that's that's so important. And I think the other thing that's nice is that we're a tight group. Even though we're growing and there's a lot, I mean, there's people that I don't even know now that that my husband keeps recruiting. Um, <laughs> oh, shame on you, Han. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, we're still a close, tight-knit group. And, and as I say to every new franchisee, if you need me, call me. Mm-hmm. I will always make time. And sometimes it's it's... You know, franchise, you're like, I don't, I don't know if I want to ask him this question. I did this wrong. Call me, call somebody else, you know, call the Colonel, call Simon, call, you know, we're all here to help. And although we're all slightly competitive, okay, extremely competitive. Yeah, just a bit, um, just a bit. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we really want to help each other. It's true. And, it is true. And I think that that's, I think that that's the really cool thing too. If you see us together, um, those that kind of started this whole thing. We're such a tight knit group and we're so happy to help anybody that comes in and we want to bring them in and we want them to be successful and we want to grow the brand. I mean, really, we, we need to grow the brand. The more we grow the brand, the better the it is for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ha- speaking of that, because, you know, um, one of the reasons I chose All County does it, it is because of that, you know, kind of family feel, as we call it. Right. Like we know the other franchisees right. um, and obviously, right. you know, Sandy is your sister and that you're right. married to. Um, Han, who's the, you know, business development franchise sales guy. So Crazy. how has that been like, um, just from a standpoint of like working with your family, because a lot of people come in and they're working with either their spouse or, you know, another relative. How has that been for you? Cause business, in the beginning, it adds a whole was, nother layer, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, in the beginning it was kind of rough. It was awkward. Um, I will tell you that I spent, we spend a tremendous, I spent a tremendous amount of time with my sister mm-hmm. um, and the family and we love getting together. We don't talk about all county a whole lot. It's very rare that you see us talk about business. We kind of stay out of it. If I need help, I ask for help. Mm-hmm. I tend to go to everybody else in the franchise. <laughs> first. Are you the younger, younger sister or older sister? Older sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, but I avoid asking her questions unless I really need to. Mm-hmm. And then when we're together, I may say, Hey, is there a better way to do this? And she'll tell me, but for the most part, we kind of, we kind of keep that separate. Mm-hmm. And so when we're together and we're doing family stuff, we're just sister on sister stuff, you know, it's, uh, that sounded weird. Sue, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> um, you're doing sister stuff. Okay. Yeah, we're doing sister stuff. You know, we don't we don't talk about it. We just don't. Um, they'll tell me stuff that's going on or goofy stuff or stuff that's important. I will help wherever I can jump in and help. If there's a franchise that a franchisee that maybe needs a lifeline, mm-hmm. needs some redirection, just needs something, you know, someone else to talk to, I'll do that. But for the most part, in the beginning, it was awkward. Now it's just on the day to day. Yeah, yeah, we just don't, we don't talk business. We really don't unless it's absolutely necessary. Which is you, you know, you would expect being, being family, but since your husband is also in the business, how is that? Because you guys do work together, right? Um, to, to manage your Tampa Bay office. Yeah. He works in Tampa Bay. He's here a couple of days a week, um, for like a half a day. 
Um, Han and I are very, very similar in a lot of ways. And then um, we think similar in a lot of ways. And then in some ways we are polar opposites. Mm -hmm. um, he's more in the finance. He's more of the, you know, let's look the at numbers the numbers guy. Yeah, the bean counter. Whereas I'm like, look where we are for the month. Woohoo! But it costs us this. I don't care. Woohoo! You know, I'm. I'm <laughs> Which is why you're in sales, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. But he's sales. This too, is true, is he and he's very day. good. He's very, very good. He, he's Mr. Laugh all the time. We we are definitely the odd couple, the tall blonde and the Asian guy. We get a lot of looks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worked out well for you. It sounds like because actually, um, I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, but you have acquired another location. Tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, we have required. We've required. Acquired, maybe. <laughs> Required, well, required to, why not? Yeah, we were required to find another office. Now, we acquired, uh, we, as of today, uh -huh. the Alliance, uh, Kitty and Ashvin, great people. I love them to death. Um, they just, they found this was not their, not, not their, their jam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they like other things. And, and as you and I have discussed, this is a lot. It takes special people to do this. So uh, we've picked up their office as of today. So I'm pretty excited and pretty nervous and a little bit nauseous, not going to lie. Uh, but you know, even after all these years, always makes you nervous, but it's, you know, for me, it's exciting. It's a new territory. It's, it's new owners that I have to get acquainted with. And it's a nice book of business. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice book of business. So we're excited. We're sad to see Kitty and Ashvin go, but you know, as I said, it's, it isn't for everyone. You have to have thick skin, you know, it, it and I think one of the things is that you want to work that business until you don't have to, and then you can sit back on the beach and it's still residual income. Yes. And that's a really cool thing. And in this arena, I think it's important too, because we're looking at cost of living being higher than ever before. Yes. Most people do not have enough money to retire. And what are you going to do? You know, you can do this when you're 80 years old. You can. Yeah, it's true. You have to be in the business. I mean, you can take this laptop that I'm looking at right now and I can move it anywhere. I can go to the beach right now and work if I want. That's the great thing about this business is you can work from anywhere. And as you separate yourself from the business, you don't have to get rid of the business. No. You can still operate it. So like I said, you're 80 years old, 90 years old. I mean, if you're still a sound mind, hey, keep your business going. Get that resid residual income. You're set. Why not? You know, and for me, that's a big driver as to why you want something like this, you know, it, it just is. And I would also mention here for those of you that would prefer to buy a franchise that's already up and running. Um, I don't know if the old county franchises ever come up for sale, because to be honest, I think the people within the system like the system so much that uh, they get bought before they even go public. It sounds like yeah. it, that's what yeah. I've seen just in my short time here. And, you know, a lot of people do choose the franchise model because it is, you know, in some aspects more sellable than if you just start some random thing, right? So there's oh, a brand sure. behind it. There's a system and a process behind it. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, obviously, but I can't, it sounds like uh, basically when there's an office for sale, I mean, it, it you know, the franchisees have a, a sort of a crack at it first before, you know, it kind of gets sold on the open market. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I think for us, we know what we're looking at. We know what we want. We know how it works. And so, and we also know how we can fix everything if there were issues, issues because we've already done that, been there, you know, we have the t-shirt and we understand <laughs> how it works. We have the t-shirt. That's nice. 
And that's why, like, I've seen also, too, just in the short, you know, time I've been here, other franchisees that are more than happy to pick up an office even out of state, right? Oh, yeah. And to continue yeah. running it. And I just, you know, it boggles yeah. my mind, at least it did at the beginning, like, what? Are they going over there? Like, are they flying? And I mean, I guess they do. But, um, you know, I, yeah, you they need, make it work. That, yes. Yeah. And you need, you need to know it's going to cost you money. You're going to have to put money in it, um, especially if it's you know, another state away or something. For us, this made sense because it's the territory adjacent, right next to ours, it's, it, they tie together. So- Ooh, nice. It, yeah, and it's it's a really great territory. So I'm excited about that. But um, I think that, uh, I lost my train of thought. You know, I was gonna say, is there a Hawaii office? I would totally buy that office. <laughs> I was like, I would love to go to Hawaii and be like, mm, I'm gonna start one here. Listen, Han, Hawaii, think Hawaii. Why didn't I think of that? No, seriously, I was thinking like, oh, they, they need a Hawaii office so I can buy it. Or I'll just, when I retire, I'll just go start one there. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Oh, but what I, I know what I was saying, though. Going to another state, you just got to figure out the logistics yes. and know that you're going to put money into it. Because you're going to have to have some boots on the ground there and someone that you trust to run that office and that's confident. That's where the money part's going to come in. And the other thing that I have learned about that part is that you do have to pay what the market is saying you have to pay. Mm -hmm. Don't be cheap. Mm -hmm. I try to be cheap, cheap, and that that doesn't work either because you want people that are going to buy into the whole system, just like we have. You want those those people that buy into it and, and maybe want to buy a franchise down the road. You know that that you know as I say, drink the Kool Aid and yes, all the ways, yes. You know? I mean, we just um, interviewed with uh, Simon Hurt, and he was saying that he and his employees had gone in and, uh, to do a franchise in Nashville, which is really cool and speaks to I think yeah. the power of the brand and the system. And yeah. you know, I agree with you also that uh, when you are generous with employees, right, and you don't hire just based on the lowest bottom line. I mean, you avoid things like greater turnover, and you know, a lot of knowledge is lost every time somebody leaves and um, oh, having to retrain constantly is just, I mean, it's it really is. I, tell you, I have churned and burned. Simon has, the Colonel, we all mm -hmm. have, you know, uh, through employees. And it's a difficult market to find uh, good it help. Is. People, we you know, don't really want to work right now. I'm not sure why, but, you know, that's just the world we live in. So you've got to find that person that has talent. Um, another big flaw of mine is that I'm a fixer. I I think I can fix everything, everyone. I can take them up and make them something that they're not. I've done that and tried that and it's blown up in my face time and time again. But I thought, you know, oh, Sue, you can do this. You see this in this person and you can make them so good. And that's, you know, that's something else that I'm not good at. I have to learn to look at the person, look at what they offer, look at they bring to the table and what they don't bring to the table. And that ain't gonna change. Yeah. So completely, I gotta kind of look that way now. So you have a very successful 10 year plus franchise. You've added another one. Um, it seems like all the cool kids are doing it, right? They just, they like at least everybody we've interviewed on this podcast, they've all uh, more than one. Um, what are your plans next? Oh, next. Han and I are looking all over the place. Um, I want to move out of Florida. Oh. I'm, I can't handle the heat anymore. That could be an age thing too, but it's just, it's too bloody hot. It really does get hot there during the summer. I lived there and I was like, oh boy, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it. I'm done with Florida. I like a change of season. I'm an avid gardener. I'm I'm an outdoor kind of person. So, uh, you know, you walk outside and 
August and it's like breathing through a wet blanket and you never have good hair days. <laughs> Priorities, people. Priorities. Just saying, you know. <laughs> Nobody likes to see your makeup running. Mm -mm. So funny. So it sounds so, like at some point maybe you'll be running it remotely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this will not be my home. I, I, I will keep this office. Uh -huh. I will keep I will keep the new office. Um, I'm just going to add to my offices and the next place I go is going to be the next office I open. So whether I open or I acquire, um, Han and I are looking. Uh, we're looking in different areas. Simon beat us to Nashville. Oh. Nashville is going to be one of our places we looked at really hard and we had been looking at. Um, so good for Simon, bad for us. Hawaii's still open, but apparently. Mm. Just saying. Hey, the rents are pretty good there, too, I hear. So I know. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I look at the sales prices and I think, whoa. And if that's not even oceanfront, right? I mean, these higher end markets, I think there's a huge opportunity there. Um, oh, I think. Yep. So. I think there's there's a lot of places we don't have offices that I think would be really wide awesome. open for people, really. Yeah, yeah. So it's just for us now. It's just to figure out which one's the next one we want. Um, I want to grow this new office we picked up. I, I think the the location is so good. It's such a great territory. So I'm pretty excited about that. And um, who knows where we're going to go? But we're we're definitely we're definitely in acquisition mode. We're not we're not sitting back on our laurels and letting the grass grow around. I us. love that. Ten plus years later, and you guys are still you know moving and shaking and and doing all the right things and you know adding offices and staff and um, congratulations on all your success. You. I, I'm sure you've seen Thank all you. kinds of ups and downs, and it's nice to talk to a franchisee who you know, who has some experience and some years behind them and is still excited about the brand and, you know, where things are going. And it sounds like it's just been a business that has really worked out for you and your family. It is, you know, we, we know the market challenges. We know, you know, right now the home sales are starting to slow a bit. Um, you know, interest rates are extremely high. But the great thing is, regardless of what the housing market is for real estate in sales, uh, somebody always needs a place to live and you're always going to have renters. And right now, probably more than ever before, because we have so many people working remotely and things like that. So this is one of those businesses that is solid. It's, you know, pretty much recession proof. And that's that's the nice thing, because we're talking about where people are going to live and who needs a place mm -hmm. to live. And, most, you know, a lot of people don't want to buy houses now. Um, and then there are a lot of people that will always rent. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you always have tenants. Fantastic business model, honestly. I mean, obviously, that's why you and I are here. <laughs> yes, that is. And I'm so glad you're here. This is exciting. Likewise. Well, Sue, thank you so much for talking to us today about your experiences. And uh, congratulations on the new acquisition. And we wish you so thank much you. success ahead. And uh, yeah, thank any you. last uh, words of wisdom you would have for our listeners? Listen to Tanya. Nah, no. I just got here. <laughs> Sue's... Yeah, but your podcast. Yes. You listen to okay, Sonia. fair enough. I think I think the I think the podcast is awesome. I mean, you can hear the the highs and the lows and the slips and falls and the yays and you know all those different moments. And you know, if you've got the guts to do it, this is a great industry to be in. Awesome. Well, Sue, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed hearing this episode of the All County All Stars podcast. Thanks for giving us a five-star review. For more information on how All County can help you start and grow an amazing business, go to allcountyfranchise.com or call us at 855-245-7368. You're only one phone call away from an opportunity 
that could change your life.